All right, we are live with an instant instant reaction podcast. The Patriots have defeated the New York football Jets in what is arguably the worst football game ever played. However, it finished with my guy, my guy, Marcus Jones, taking it back for what was essentially a walk-off punt return touchdown, 86-yard punt return for touchdown, first punt return for touchdown for in the season in the NFL. What a freaking way to end what was an absolutely just mind-numbingly bad football game. Matt, it was yeah, it was so and, bad. Well, and that punt return was amazing. This is why they drafted him. And it was just yep. one of those. Like you could kind of see it happening. And then there's a point in the return he misses, he makes one guy miss, and, and you're kind of doing the math in your head of, oh, well, I see eight Jets players behind him. So yep. he's in a good spot right now. And at that point, he's around midfield. And I'm thinking, all right, well, he's gonna get 20 more yards here. And I think they had a timeout or whatever. And it's like, all right, you should be able to get in a field goal range. And then the next thing you know, it's just in the open field and beating guys and it's take a, a win. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, where the guy you just, he knows what he's doing. Frankly, he just knows what he's doing, punt, returning punts. Because let me tell you, when he cut towards the sideline, he got the ball, had a ton of open space, and instead of going to the middle of the field, which I thought where he was going to go, he went to the sideline. And I'm like, what the hell was he doing going to the <laughs> sideline? And he just beat everyone there. He beat everyone at the spot. He got a few good blocks. And then he cuts it back at, at midfield, like you said, and makes the punter miss. And you're like, he's gone. No one's going to catch him. I think we were celebrating. So I sit in the opposite end zone. So I could see it kind of open up, and I could see him in there. And I'm like, he's gone. We were celebrating when he was at like the 35-yard line. We were celebrating it was a touchdown. We knew. And what just – what an incredible way to do it. And for Marcus Jones to be the guy to do it, I just like – oh, it was – I mean – I died. Like, I died in the – I think I tweeted out, like, I'm deceased. Like, that's it. Like, I just, like, come on. I mean, how could it possibly end, end, end any better than that, you know? Yeah. No, that's why I had to – I tweeted out a nice little wellness check on you. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you didn't have a heart attack. Oh, it was I, incredible. I somebody, somebody's somebody got to make sure this guy gets home after the game yeah. with that. I don't know what, what you're going to do. Oh, uh, it was – yeah. I, I mean, I just, like – and like I said, I mean, listen, if you listen to the show, you know, like – I've been talking about Marcus Jones since before they draft. Since before the draft, my draft, my tweet is from January twenty seventh of twenty twenty two, and it just says I present my draft crush, Marcus Jones. That was the guy. He was the only <laughs> guy that I wanted them to draft. I did one one draft breakdown, and then I was like, screw this, is too hard. But I did one draft breakdown, and it was of Marcus Jones. <laughs> And I just, I loved the kid, and I'm like, this is the guy. And, you know, my mock draft 1.0, which came out before the Super Bowl, I had them taking, I had them taking Marcus Jones at 85. They draft Marcus Jones at 85. And it's just, it, it's it's incredible, right? And Dark Blue Gold says that, that yeah. the punt return has been brewing for weeks. It's true. It's true. I mean, he, you know, you, you see him get it the first time. He had, like, what, a 25-yard return? He had a 30-yard return? Like, he's been ready. He's been uh, flirting with it, right? And I said to my dad before the game today, I said, if Marcus takes one back this season, I'm buying a red Marcus Jones jersey. I'm because I love Barmore. I have a Barmore jersey, and I'm I love it. New to that now, so now I have to now I have to buy one. I got to buy one. So if anyone else there wants to get me a Christmas gift, <laughs> it's a, a red Marcus Jones jersey. So I gotta I gotta step up my game and, and go get one. Uh, my wife, I don't know how my wife's yeah. gonna feel with that, but I don't really care. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Whatever ads you're getting on these podcasts, make sure to really yeah. engage with them so we can fund <laughs> Pat getting a new Marcus Jones jersey. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, honestly, you know. 
the thing that really, to me, stood out about this game, though, before that punt return, the defense. Like We could talk about how bad Zach Wilson is, and that's a factor here. Yeah. But were you concerned at any point that the Jets were going to put a drive together? Because I wasn't. Not at, not all. at all. Not in the least. It, not in the least. The Jets were just absolutely atrocious. Just absolutely yeah. atrocious offensively. And, and the Patriots were fantastic defensively. Fantastic. Yep, the defense played better against Zach Wilson than it did for the game in the Meadowlands. And this is a Jets offense that actually looked pretty good last time out against the Bills and is coming out of the bye. Like there's there's no reason for it to be this disorganized. And obviously Zach Wilson is a part of that, but the 103 yards of offense from the Jets today. You have to go back to 1988 to find the last time the Pats gave up less yards than that in a game. 65 to the Seattle Seahawks back in December of 1988. When yeah, Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Now listen, here's the Jets. Here's the Jets' drives. Okay, here's the Jets' drives in the second half. Three plays, negative six yards. Three plays, two yards. Three plays, seven yards. Three plays, negative 11 yards. Three plays, zero yards. Six plays, three yards. Five plays, 12 yards. Five of those were on a a penalty, by the uh, which I thought was a terrible penalty on the Patriots for holding. Uh, And then that was it. That's, they had two drives that weren't three and out. Two drives. And so, you know, it's just, it it was just absolutely atrocious offense by the Jets. Just absolutely atrocious. And it's really tough to play. Dominating defense. Dominating defense. Could not get, and I mean, couldn't get anything going on the ground at any point, which has kind of been a weak spot for the Pats defense. And no, they held firm all game long. And then they dropped two picks. We might not be talking about Marcus Jones at all right now if Jonathan Jones doesn't drop that pick a couple of plays beforehand, which probably sets up a, a go-ahead game-winning field goal if they're able to kick it and make it, which I was that was true. an issue today. Yeah, um, I mean, again, yeah, it's this, just yeah. yeah. Well, you had what the the McCourty drop pick mm-hmm. early in the game, which was just like it was in his hands. First and he just dropped it, and then Jonathan Jones one where he stepped in front of the pass. That pass took forever to get out there. And, you know, he just, he stepped in front of it and, and, and couldn't pick it off. And it's just one of those things. I mean, but man, um, the defense was dominant. They had a bunch of sacks today. They, again, Judon with two more is up to 13 and a half. Like he's just, That's he's incredible. And, high for him. Yeah. And, and what, you know, what I've been most impressed with is the fact that it hasn't just been Judon. Josh Uche's looked good. No. Penny Jennings has looked good out there. Wise. Wise has looked good. Wise had two plays today where he let, Wilson get out and run because he ran by him. And so I wasn't happy to see that, but that's something that, that they'll clean up, which is fine. Wise played well on the inside and the inside, you know, Godshaw played fantastic. Duggar was flying around today. He he had a great game. Phillips uh, oh, peppers. Yeah. I'm sorry. Always plays, you know, physical, had a few nice tackles, you know, before first down. So stop the Jets from picking up first down. So they just, that, that defense looks really, really, really good at this point. And, you know, you start looking at teams that they're playing. The Vikings next week. Look, uh, the Vikings are a good team, but if you look at it and they're say, "Okay, the Vikings are good," by Dallas, they are. And what does Dallas have? Dallas has a dominant defense, and yeah. you know they're Vikings struggling against the dominant right defense. Right, right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of those things where if you have a dominant defense, you can play against anyone. Now, 
Will they fix the offense? I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, and I don't. I know three points doesn't look good, but the offense was not three points bad. The offense got in the field goal range three different times, um, and had two missed field goals in there. Um, yeah, but mostly like they moved the ball almost three hundred yards of offense. They outgained the Jets basically three to one. Right. Well, and you know, it's the same old story with the Patriots. It's the, you know, dark blue gold. It is. It, he does have a little cracky connection right now. So he's trying to fix it. Um, but, um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things for me that like, yes, the offense, we need more from the offense. Obviously they move the ball and Mac Jones. We'll talk about Mac. Look, Mac was fine today. Was he bad? No. Was he, was he like great? No, but he was fine. He wasn't terrible. And I think that what's happening is people are, you know, conflating it and saying, well, he, you know, he wasn't this and he wasn't that. And I agree. Like some of those sacks weren't just on the offensive line. Some of those sacks were on Mac because he's not, you know, he's not throwing the ball away and he's not seeing the field quick enough. And he made, you know, he made some, he made some questionable throws. I thought some throws where he had one, one in particular where, it was on second down. He ended up complete, completing the third down pass to, to Myers, but he had he had Ramondre wide open for like a six-yard gain, and he threw it in a double coverage to, to Aguilar instead. And I was just kind of like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to do that, right? Now, he picked up the first down the next play, so you're like, okay, fine. Like, you live, live another day. But he wasn't terrible. He just wasn't great. And, and what what's frustrating is that you saw a player last year that I thought, I think people came into this year thinking that Mac Jones was going to be a top 10 to 15 quarterback in the NFL this year. And I think a lot of people felt that way and they've been very disappointed with what they've seen. And I don't blame them necessarily, but I think a lot of it has to do with the play calling. Like a lot of it has to do with the play calling. I mean, look, the offensive line can't block and yet you're sending out, you know, you're running these 15 yard in cut routes and it's like, well, the play takes four seconds to develop and you know, or three seconds to develop and you want him to stand back there and find someone open, but they're not making their cuts until three seconds in. So, like, how is he going to throw it? You know, so it's it's something that I think it's it's on all of the offense. It's not just on Mac Jones. Mac has not been great. Let's 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 not get that twisted. He hasn't been great, but he played much better today. He didn't lose the Patriots the game, and I think that that's ultimately what it comes down to. And look, I know he's a, I know he's a new holder. But Nick Folk missed two field goals inside of 50 yards today. I know he's kicking it in the wind. I get it. But, like, you can't come up short from 44. Like, that's that's bad. You know, so so I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah. How do I – do I sound any better right now? Yeah, you sound – you actually sound way better right now. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going with the mic on this computer. I don't know what – I think I have an issue with my uh, USB there. Um, but, yeah, no, it's – I, I thought Mac was fine. He only had four incompletions today. Right. He was one of the passing yards leaders for today. So, um, like, he, he threw for more yards than Josh Allen did today against that Browns defense, the one that has not looked good this year. Yeah. He didn't have any interceptions. It was the highest passer rating he's had since the Jacksonville game last year. He left stuff out there. It wasn't perfect. Yep. I think some of the sacks are at least partially on him. But all things considered, it – could be a lot worse. And he was pressured. He had sacked six times today. He was constantly there. And 
the rushing game was not given enough to kind of balance it. Like there were some good plays in the rushing game, but right. not it's not like they could lean on it like they did last year. I think part of the offensive play calling thing is that if the offensive line stinks and you can't run and you can't run screens, there's nothing to lean on. There is no the only easy button is we're gonna throw short passes over the middle or quick outs. And you saw what happened with the Jets offense. That's what they're doing. And you can jump all over that and cover it. Right. You don't at least right. threaten some of the intermediate stuff and try it. You're not going to do anything. And that led to some issues. It led to some sacks. It also got them into field goal range. It also meant that the Jets were constantly pinned back. So I thought, for the most part, Polardi, the new puncher there, had a good, well. a good day. Yep. Yeah. I have, a, I have a new slogan for him, too. Say, Let's hear it. It's time to Polardi. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that one. I like that good. Yeah. It's time to pull already. So, I mean, all, all things considered, like it's sometimes you just need your quarterback to make enough plays to win. The Jets have a good defense, too. Like, it's they do. not hard to argue. That's a top five defense over there. And well, they moved the ball at 250 yards, two, sorry, 300 yards, almost 250 through the air against them. Like, yeah, to that, to that point, I'll give Matt Chatham credit here. Matt Chatham tweeted this out. Mac Jones' 246 passing yards today against the Jets was the second most by any quarterback in 2022 versus the Jets' defense behind Joe Burrow's 261 in Week 3. And so, you know, was it great? No. Do you want to see more? I want to see more from Mac Jones. Personally, I feel like he needs to show me more than what I've seen so far from him this year. But again, it, it's just, it, it's like, it's not the end of the world. You know, and Dark Blue Gold pointed out the, the Janu thing. Like, it's just one of those things where, like, some of the plays that you just see, you, you know, and I think, I think for me, it's the, obviously the offense, but it's the missed opportunities. Uh, the play by Janu, he gets down to the 10 yard line, and all of a sudden, a that might be a touchdown. Right. And he may have scored on that play. Like, who knows? You know, he breaks one tackle and, and he might score. So, you know, but even if he doesn't, that's that's a good play. The McCordy interception that which should have been had, which he had a ton of room, a ton of room in front of him. And he just dropped it. The Jonathan Jones interception. Right. Which he dropped. He had a ton of room in front of him. Now, I know I understand that that, you know, that whatever. But like. That to me was was interesting. It was just like, but again, you're not you're not capitalizing on some of those opportunities that you have. And that's something that you need to see. Because at the end of the day, you get put in these situations. You have to you have to make people pay. And you know, and I thought Ramondre and Damian Harris played well today. And you know, it's just but it's hard. It's hard. And I I do think the Patriots called some really nice plays. The run to John I thought was a great call. That was a great call. The pass to, to Hunter Henry I thought was a great call. The pass to to uh, Johnu Smith earlier in the game, where they put the two tight ends in the backfield in front of the in front of the running back, and they ran with it once or twice. And then next thing you know, they throw a play action, and Johnu's wide open. Thought that was a nice play. So they had and, some nice play yeah. calls. And that that one to Johnu too. They had. Uh, oh, you're back to run. You're back to super crackly again. I'm not sure what the heck's going on. Maybe it's your headphones. Hmm. I, I don't know. I have not changed anything. I don't know what it is, my guy. Maybe it's the internet here. <laughs> I don't know. Could could it be your headphones? Are your headphones connected? Is it like a Bluetooth? Uh, that's, yeah, let me. We're going. We're going raw audio here. How does this? Oh, look at that! It's better. All right. 
<laughs> angry Jets fans are hacking into my connection. That's definitely what it is. No, it's that um, one guy on Twitter that says, "I you suck and I hate you, but I listen to all your podcasts. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> well, oh, that, yeah, that played at Janu. They, they had that, I think they drew that up for Taekwon Thornton because he had an, one of those like long double moves that's supposed to yeah. keep the defense deep. And at least on the TV, from what we could see, it looked like he got open on it. The pressure just got there. So right. that's one of those plays that's a really nice meshing up of max decision-making and route combinations and all that. You have right. the deep shot with another option that can get open. And Janu wins his route and Mac knows where he is. So he's able to just get the ball out on time and not, not make anything too fancy, not take the sack. He gets the ball out and you, I mean, that's, 30, 40 yard swing between where that could have been with a sack right. and where the ball ends up. Well, think about, you know, think about what people said about Brady forever. Ah, he's a system quarterback and he just, you know, he gets it to his receivers and they run. Well, anyone could do that, you know? And it's like, yeah, but like it does take a certain amount to say, you know what? I'm just going to take what's there. Sure. I'm going to throw downfield sometimes. But I remember when, when Bledsoe came out, and Brady went in. That was the biggest thing that everyone talked about was like, Bledsoe looks deep first and then looks short. Brady looks short first and then looks deep, right? And he did that initially at least. And I think part of what's going on with Mac is that he's looking to the, for those deep throws and they're not there or they're taking too long. And then he doesn't have time to check it down because there are two guys in his face once you know once he's looking at it. So I'm not sure what's what's happening. But overall, I thought Mac was fine. Like he was fine. And I know they yeah. only scored three points offensively. I get it. Like, I get that that's not good enough. But they had, you know, what, 300 yards of offense? Like, they played okay. You know, it's just. That, that's good enough against that team. Like, we're not. Right. And it's at, like, we're not trying to reinvent everything right here. We're not trying to fix it all, all at once. We're looking for improvement. That's the best right. game Mac has played all season long. It's the best game he's played. Maybe we're nearing a full calendar year here. He probably got to go back right. to that Jacksonville game. He did it despite being under pressure against a good defense. I'm going to take the positives out of that. We're not right. The Patriots yeah. are probably not going to face a defense that good for the rest of the season. And we'll I see. Agree. Obviously, there are some health issues now on the offensive line. It definitely sounds like David Andrews is done for the year. And yeah. I'm worried that might be done for the career based on his age and severity of injury and I all know. that. Yeah, it's tough. If that's a ripped quad or torn quad or something like that, that's that's tough, you know? Um, it sounds like uh, Wynn is hurt now, too. Yep. And he's going to miss time, which is tough because you don't – now there's no depth on the offensive line, and you're going to have that's a weak correct. spot at center. That's correct. So you have Chase and Hines, who maybe they're okay with and maybe they're not, but even if you have Chase and Hines, he's the backup guard. And so if, then I guess what happens is that if another tackle gets hurt, you have to bump on Wenu out, and then Hines comes in and plays guard. Like, that is not ideal. Or Russie comes in and plays center, and Ferentz goes to guard. Like, I, dude, it's a mess. It's a complete mess if someone else gets hurt. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know what to do. Yeah, I tweeted earlier that uh, the, probably the biggest guy they lost in the offseason is Ted Karras. Right. I'd feel so That's much true. better if they had him right now. And he's it's also true. a guy where if Andrews is hurt, Strange is giving you a bad game, you can put Karras there. And you yep. can put him at right guard, move on when it, he was a, a kind of a, a super sub there on the inside who could be really, really solid. Um, right. Can Matt Patricia come in and block? 
potentially as well as some of those reps we saw from the tackles today. Yes. Well, and then that means someone else would be playing. We would be calling plays. So like, maybe not, maybe not the worst thing in the world. I just, no. you know, and again, like I do think there was some really good play calls today. I do, mm-hmm. which is good. And you like to see that, but at the same time, it's, it's the consistency and it's when they happen, you know, you get down to that red zone that Ramondre play was incredible. That like third and 15 where he broke, like he oh, yeah. juked that guy out of his jock strap and then ran through three guys and, you know, and, and scored and not scored, but got all the way down to like the 15. And the next thing, you know, there's a holding penalty and then Mac takes a sack and now you miss the field goal. And it's like, man, like we're right there. You know, like we're, we're, we're at, and the, in the red zone, like you gotta be able to at least get close to punching that ball in. And instead of going forwards, going backwards. And it's just like, you know, call something that's going to get us some some yards somewhere at least. And they just, it's so frustrating. That fourth down call, let me tell you something. The most disgusted I was all game was there. They got the ball third and seven. They run the ball on third and seven. And listen, I'm fine running the ball on third and seven because presumably you understand that you're going for on fourth down. I think that was kind of, they're like, hey, we're going on, we're going forward on fourth down. So we're going to run it on third down, pick up three, four yards, and now we have a short fourth down. Fine. I'm okay with that. But then you put both backs in, and you don't do anything fancy. You just run a wide zone play to the left. It was a stupid call that never had a chance of working. It just, like, it made zero sense. You know, do something exotic. Do something different. It just, it was absolutely embarrassing. It was one of those calls where you're just like, dude, that hasn't worked all season. Never mind all game. That hasn't worked all season. Yeah, and so, you know, and my disgustometer, you're right, Dark Blue Gold. That was high. That was high up there, like eight and a half, nine for sure. Yeah. I also think th- there was the decision to kick the field goal instead of going for it early in the game, which I kind of objected to at the time with more thought mm-hmm. and how they looked in short yardage later in the game, especially with Andrews out and Ferentz in. I think I get it. I think when right. you also look at that Jets offense, they were very close to being able to win this game 3 nothing. Like that, right. a Jets offense was not going to do anything all game long, and they needed the points. So well, and that's, I kind of came around on that decision the later into the game we got. But. And and I'm with you on that one, too. I thought that it was kind of silly to not try to score, to not try to get the first down there. And then, you know, you missed two other field goals because they were further out. You know what the win looks like. You haven't been able to move the ball. And so when you look at it from that angle, you say, okay, fine, you know, fine. I don't mind it. I kind of wish if they were going to use the timeout anyways, I kind of wish that they had challenged that play. I thought it was really close to Kendrick Bourne. I thought he was really close to getting that first down. And I was surprised he didn't get it, to be honest with you. So I kind of wish they had challenged that play. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. I I just figure if you're going to use a timeout anyways, I think they came out um, and they came out. We're looking for a sneak. They had a guy head up on the center, and they said, forget it. They, you know, they're going to blitz the double-A gap. We're probably not going to pick it up. We'll just call timeout and kick the field goal. And, and again, I thought it was a cowardly move at the time. Bill has been like that, though, for a while. And the way your offense has been playing this year, and the way, I, I think, number one, the way your offense has been playing this year, but number two, the way your defense played today, you're right, Matt. Like, I, I feel like that looking back, it really wasn't a bad call because you knew the Jets couldn't do anything. I just... My biggest yeah. thing was like, if one guy falls down, you lose the game. Like that was the biggest thing for me. You make one mistake defensively and you lose. 
and they just didn't. They didn't make it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, the flip side is one one guy makes a mistake on that fourth and one, you don't get the field goal, and very true. And then you, you lose three nothing. Right. Yeah, and it's just it, it's one of those games. I don't know. It's the thing I couldn't get out of my head the whole time. That Pats Browns game back in 03, the Pats <laughs> won nine three. Yeah, the year that they ended up winning the Super Bowl, and it's like sometimes I don't know. I think some sometimes we expect too much from the team at times. I think like right, you've got to win and go on to the next game. There obviously you would like a perfect game, and we have not <clears throat> seen one from this team. We haven't seen anything close to that from this team. I don't think so. It's this is not like a Super Bowl contender really right now. Right, but good teams win gritty games. Good teams win That's close great. games. Good teams win g- close games because one of their units just does enough to win when the other one has a bad day. Right. This right. is a team win. And they lost over 100 yards between penalties and sacks today against a really good defense, but didn't turn the ball over. And they kept moving the ball. And the defense showed up. And you do, if you do all that, you're probably going to win the game. Like, I, I don't think it's a shock. That, that ending wasn't was some super shock thing in that um, – like it's not like you couldn't have seen it coming. It's how it goes, in that if you play good football all around for the most part and set yourself up for success, odds are some of the plays are going to break your way. Like Pat's lost six points on special teams today from missed field goals, but you make up for it with the touchdown. You're just you're That's doing good. enough to win. You're putting yourself in the positions. Defense gets a stop at a position too to set up the punt return. Right, like that. The Jets are backed up a little bit, and you can see the punters are trying to get the ball as far down the field as possible, so you get that low kick, and that there's less time for them to get down the field to cover it, and that sets up more lanes for Marcus Jones. It's little things that kind of add up. And, yeah, exactly. Well, you know what's I'm funny is that right, and what's funny is you make that you make that connection to the to the um, Browns game, and I was at that game. I was actually on the field for that game, which is pretty cool. Uh, the interception, the the tie law interception oh, wow. to end that game. You can actually see my legs um, on the sideline. I was like, I was so close to. It. I was like, you know, twenty yards away or I something might, like that. I might have to go back and rewatch the O three DVD after this and look for you. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, you, you can see my legs. You, you wouldn't know it was me unless you knew it was me. Um, but uh, but that game, it was like the Browns never had a chance. The Patriots won six nine to three, but they the Browns never had a chance in that game. And you knew the Browns weren't going to win that game. And the Jets game here was very similar. It was like the Jets had no chance. They had no shot. Never at any moment that I was I worried that the Jets were going to win because they couldn't move the ball offensively. They just the physically only, couldn't move the ball. The only time I got worried at all was when the Jets got the ball last at the end, and all I could think of right. was, man, one, one bad play and it's over after Correct. all of this. And, like- and I thought the refs, I thought the refs were, were terrible today. So then you wonder, like, if Zach Wilson just chucks one up there and the Patriots get called for like some defensive pass interference or something, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're in field goal range. You know, like it's just that's the type of stuff that I was worried about. But them moving the ball offensively, like I just never thought that that they were going to be able to do it and they didn't do it, you know? No, it was just one of those games. You got to win in multiple ways. Most right. games are not going to feature everything coming together at the same time. It's about being just being able to do enough to win week after week. And the good teams are the ones that have more in their arsenal to win. The Patriots team does not have this huge arsenal of things they can do to win games. But it does have a couple of things that it's really good at. Here's a stat for you. I think if I have this right now, Mac Jones is 9-1 and as a starter when he doesn't throw a pick. The one loss was 
the opener against Miami his first season. Mm-hmm. And they they would have won that game if not for Damian Harris at the fumble. At the Very end. true. Very true. It's, that's that's kind of the game plan. If, if Mac can give you a game like this, basically every game the rest of the season, the offense is not going to get sacked as much. It shouldn't against the pass rushes that they're going to be seeing. And right. they'll win more than half the games. And that should get them into the playoffs. Then this will be yep. a playoff team. I mean, look, you're six and four, right? You're two games above 500. You're out of the basement. You're not in last place anymore. You got two wins against the Jets. And, you know, if you can steal a game against the Bills and you can beat the Dolphins, you have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs. And, of course, you have to win some of those other games, obviously. But, like, you know, I, I really just look at it and think, man, the Patriots have a shot. They have a real shot this year of getting into the playoffs. And then with when you have a great defense, which the Patriots, I think at this point, it's safe to say the Patriots have a great defense. They just, they do. They can go out there and and, and give it to anyone. That's, they've had some bad days uh, on the whole, yeah. Yep, right. And so that's the thing. You know, now running quarterbacks, they've had a, they've had a challenge with that. So if Kyler, assuming Kyler is, is healthy when they play him, which I'm sure he will be by that point, fine. Okay, that's good. You know, but Kyler, he, Kyler might, doesn't run do in the problem. same way that Justin Fields no. does. No, he does not. Not in the same and, way that Lamar Jackson. And, uh, and they really might have a coach by them, too. Yeah. The running quarterback I'm concerned about is Josh Allen. It's Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Kyler, even if he runs on you, he's probably going to make a mistake somewhere, might throw a pick, and we'll see what happens there. I think, I think this team is fine against scrambling QBs who like to right. scramble so that they can throw the ball, and they've – Shout out to all of the edge guys for being better and contained. There were only, I think, yeah. two moments today where they let Zach Wilson get away. That's yep. an improvement. And yeah, I mean, you bring this defensive effort against the Cardinals. Cardinals are not going to be; they're going to be under twenty points for that game. That's correct. Yep. And so if, you need to score they, offensively, you know. Yeah, and if they if the defense plays like this the rest of the season, they will hold every opponent but Buffalo under twenty. And I don't know what's going to happen in the Buffalo games, which means the offense right. is going to have a chance to win all of them. Right, right, and that's that's what it comes down to. All, all you're looking for is a chance. Just give us an opportunity to win, and this defense is going to put you in a position to win. Now, again, will you win? We don't know, but it's going to at least put you in a position to win, and a great defense, to me, a great defense makes such a difference when you're talking about, you know, oh, this guy and that guy and so on and so forth. Like, I just think a great defense is better than a great offense sometimes, especially in the playoffs, because... We've seen it. We've seen it happen. Look, I, I let's not get crazy, but I the 2007 New York Giants and the 2011 New York Giants, both times Tom Coffin, they were talking about firing Tom Coffin in the middle of the season. That, they, that's a fact. They were talking about firing Tom Coffin in the middle of the season. Those teams both stunk. They stunk. They were not good. And what happened? The defense just stepped up, played great, and the offense did just enough. Yep. And like, why couldn't the Patriots do that? Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's insane. But I don't know if the defense plays this well and continues to play this well. Well, then you never know. You just don't know. You know, and that's that's what it comes down. I mean, look at the 0-1 team. The 0-1 team scored three offensive touchdowns. No, three. Was it three offensive touchdowns or or two? Yeah, I think it was three. Three offensive touchdowns. They scored three they offensive touchdowns. touchdowns they, had the, they had the Brady run. The Brady touchdowns. run. They and had the, the David and the two David, yeah, the two David Patton touchdowns, one from Bloodsaw, one from Brady. 
They scored one offensive touchdown in each game they played. One. You know, and they, they crushed the uh, the uh, Steelers because they had a punt return for touchdown and a block kick return for touchdown. So, like, they just, this is what they do. This is what they've done. This has been a recipe for success for them, you know, for years. And so, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that if the defense plays well, yes, if we channel the Owen Peters, we'll be fine. I mean, that's, you know, that's simple. But it's a recipe for success in the NFL, not just with the Patriots, in the NFL. If you have a great defense, it gives you a chance in any game. Again, are you going to win the Super Bowl? I mean, probably not. There's like a 99% chance you're not going to win, but there's a chance at least with a defense this good. And here's the thing. If you talked to any Cincinnati fan at this point last season, none of them would have thought that team had a chance to go into the Super Bowl. Nobody right. thought they were going to go into Tennessee and Kansas City and get wins. And those were close right. games where they happened to make plays. This team has guys, this team has playmakers and defense. And this team has an elite defense and it can do things to make games close. And you just got to get a little bit lucky. Right. Like it's they're in this. Heck, it is they're six and four. They're one game out of the division lead heading into Thanksgiving. And that's with three and a half games played from their backup. If you told any any of us that in August, yeah, we'd all be thrilled. Exactly. Exactly. And that's yeah, it hasn't hasn't been pretty. There's room for improvement, but it hasn't been pretty for anybody in the NFL this year. I'm very content to celebrate my win, go into Thanksgiving, see how this team looks against the Vikings. Right. And I and I think that that's kind of the biggest point is that they're not playing their best football right now. They're not. And yet they're still six and four with an opportunity, with an opportunity now to even make a run at at the the division title, which is crazy. But and if, that's that's one of the things, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And if the Patriots win in Minnesota, depending on obviously what happens with Miami, that game against Buffalo on December 1st is then for a share of the division lead, worst case. What is going on there? You're right. You're right. And so it's, you know, there's a chance. There's a chance. And again, is it likely? No, it's not likely. We, we, you know, I think one of these things that, that you sit here and talk about is, oh, you know, there's a chance and there's this and there's that. We're not saying that that they're like the favorites to do any of this stuff. We're not saying that. But we are saying if they can figure it out, offensively and just be a little bit better. Yeah. Well, then it gives you a chance, you know, and that's all you can really ask for. And I thought that they did a better job involving Bourne at times, mm-hmm. at times, not enough. I still don't, I still don't think it was enough, but at times they did a better. Uh, he may have won that. Did he only have that one catch? I thought he had another one. He Maybe. may have actually. I got um, to look at the actual receiver stats here and see how it ended up breaking down. But you know, it's it's one of those things for for me that I just think like. So my uh, let's see, Bourne, yeah, just the one catch. Mm-hmm. But you know, the thing for me, and I know I know Miami's very different, but Miami. When I look at Miami, I say, okay, look what they're doing. They have two insanely fast guys, and they just get them the ball. They're just throwing the ball to them. Right, and maybe you can't trust Tyquan Thornton yet. Maybe it's a Tyquan thing, and you can't trust him yet. I don't know that. I, I don't know the in and outs of that. He had a bad play today where he, he didn't fumble, but he almost fumbled. Got to hold on to that ball. You got to hold on to that ball. It was a nice play by Sauce Gardner, but still, you know. So maybe you don't trust him. Fine, but you know, for, at the very least, where, where I look at it, I just sit there and say, you know, like man, 
get him the ball, just throw him the ball and just let him run. Like, I, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see why they're not doing more of those crossing routes with him and trying to, and trying to get him open, you know? And so that's, yeah. that's the hard thing for me is I start questioning some of that stuff. Jacoby played really well. Jonathan Smith, Jonathan Smith had four catches. Like it's, you know, they all had, of a sudden, you know, seven different receivers had a catch go for at least 10 yards today. They had a 30 yard run in there from Damian Harris, who had maybe his best game of the season. One of his yeah. best games of the season today. And he looked healthy. Just, Finally, like yeah. really healthy today. Yeah. And that's the strength of this skill group is its depth. The fact that they can throw a lot of different personnel groupings out there and they, a lot, they have a lot of guys who can do a lot well. Obviously, they, yeah. all these guys are flawed, but they have a lot of guys who can do stuff well. And it's just putting them out there. I think that that Bourne catch, which ended up not going for a first down, Bourne went down a little bit early and that's what ended up leading to the field goal. But you know what I liked yeah. about it? Matt gets pressured, senses it well, rolls mm-hmm. out, resets, and finds the open guy. And he was on the same page with Bourne, and they figured it out, and you pick up yards. And they had a couple right. of plays like that today. But that's, he had that's what a you similar did. play where he missed. I was going to say, I'm sorry. It's a similar play where he missed Jacoby, right? Yeah. Where he yeah. rolls out to his right, and he didn't set his feet, and then threw it at Jacoby's feet. I know he's trying to get it low so Jacoby doesn't get hit from the, from the guy coming from the outside, but – um, you know, it was uh, it wasn't great. It, I wish he kind of set his feet there and taken his time because he had time to 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 throw that, and he just missed it. And that's gonna happen. Sometimes it's gonna happen. He's gonna miss guys, but um, yeah. I would and, like to see here's, stuff. Well, and here's the thing, and and that's where Mac, at least in this point in his career, isn't gonna be the guy. He's not Patrick Mahomes. You know, it, I don't think he ever will be. So that means that you need the guys to not have drops. You need mm-hmm. the guys to not fumble the ball. You need less penalties. You need less sacks. You need the rest of the team to also show up. Um, we were we're very close to having six or seven receiver fumble fumbles lost today yeah. with that Taekwon drop and then Chanu Smith doing whatever that play was, which I really tried hard to flush out of my memory, where he just lost the ball switching arms there. I mean, that's and just it, unbelievable. Yeah, and it's just the like the guy these skill position players can make plays. They just haven't shown they can do it without messing up in the process. It's, I think the same goes for the offensive line. Yeah. The offensive line did have a couple surprisingly really nice plays today where they block stuff up for a little bit. It's yep. not all bad. In fact, the offensive line is decent in most of the plays. The problem is the plays when they aren't are usually big ones, and the plays where they aren't are usually really bad ones. When they give up pressure, it's quick, and you don't know which side it's coming from, which makes it hard for Mac. He can't. It's it's not like you can say, okay, we're just gonna have this one guy chip, or we're just gonna have help to this one direction. No, they're all messing up. All those guys on the line, except for on Wednesday, right. which makes it harder for adjusting it from a coaching perspective and from Mac's perspective of trying to know which direction he might get hit from. Obviously, that's going to make life difficult. So, yeah, I think they played a a tough physical game against a good team in cold weather, hard nosed AFC East football, and with a couple other bounces going their way, this game is nine three or seventeen three at the end, and the punt doesn't even matter. Yeah, windy conditions too. Dark blue gold mentioned. Correct. Yep. Yeah. The bounces ended up being kind of 50-50 today, and Patriots played better. So when the bounces were 50-50 and the big plays were 50-50, it's the Patriots who end up 
on the right side of things. Right, right. And that's that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? I just think that the Patriots have, they have enough. They have enough defensively to keep you in the game. And offensively, they played well enough, yeah. right? And I think that, you know, you'd like to see more. You'd like to see them get in the red zone and not screw up when they get in the red zone. But, like, what are you going to do? You know, like, that's still, it's still a work in progress. I'd like to see them make, come on with more plays. Look, that, that play to Johnny was an awesome play call. It was a great play call to Johnny Smith on third and one. I loved that play call. Then it's just like, he's got to hold on to the football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's one of those things that, like, for me, that he could have scored. Now, he may not have scored on that play, but he could have, if he breaks one tackle, he scores a touchdown on that play. And now all of a sudden it's not three nothing, it's seven nothing. Right. So of course that one led to the led to the field goal. So um you know, it's it's missed opportunities, it's guys not making plays even when they put in the right position. And you know, I thought it was better offensively today, but it's still like sometimes I just don't I don't know. Why are we doing these long drops with these long routes? It just I don't know. That's the stuff that, that drives me crazy. So it is what it is. And we'll see. It's a short week this week. You're coming in. You got to go into into um, Minnesota. Minnesota's feeling like crap because they're getting the crap kicked out of them right now by I, Dallas. Yeah, I think this is one of those weeks where having a short week might actually be beneficial because yeah. you did just play a decent <clears throat> game. And it was tough. And it was physical. But now you get to go on a road for a primetime game. And uh, it's going to be in a dome. And it's it'll kind of be, I mean... The Vikings are not going to have time to make adjustments really after this one. Neither right. team can do real serious stuff here. And the Patriots played a better game today than the Vikings are playing right now. So if yeah. these teams bring the same level of game, the Patriots would beat them, I think. So it's Quite just true. a matter of actually bringing them. They're going to, I'm sure the Vikings are going to come out fired up because any team will when they're trying to bounce back after a loss. Yes. It's a good team over there. They're going to, they have a winning record for a reason. They do a lot yeah. right. And and Darisaw is out with a concussion, so you'd have to assume that he's going to be out again on Thursday. If he has a concussion, uh, you you would imagine he can't clear concussion protocol. You would, you would in think two that days. any NFL player would not be able to play on a Thursday night if they had concussion symptoms on a Sunday. But <laughs> it is the NFL, so you never know. But after the two of fiasco, I can't imagine. But who knows? You never know. I can do that. Can, no. Um, but it, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It is a short week for the Patriots, but it's nice. They get a short week, and then you play Buffalo on a Thursday night, but it is nice because you have a full week off before that Buffalo game, which is good. It's basically, so, it'll be, almost be like a Sunday night game for those teams, though, that that's going to play with the schedule. Right. So Yeah, yeah, and it's it's going to be interesting. And Kirk Cousins, I believe now, is 10 and 21 in games starting after 4 o'clock. So not good. Not good. He's no, no. he is bad. He is officially bad. Kirk Cousins at in we are on, you know in night games, and here we are. I think you're gonna we're, we're gonna have to get the uh, we're gonna be on Jack Jones watch Thursday night. Oh yes. Well, that's yeah. he had that one play today where it was like, what are you doing, dude? Like he just threw a pop fly, and he just I you know. think what happened. I'll have to rewatch that, but it felt like the ball just got caught up in the wind and came back way shorter than he expected, and the receiver. And maybe that's right. <laughs> Maybe that's true. Maybe that is true, you know. But uh but yeah, that's one of those where I was kinda of kinda of like, dude, he just threw a pop fly. Like he just could have just jumped up and picked it off. But uh, you know, it is what it is. And that's one of those things where it's like you live with that. He's a rookie, maybe, you know, maybe he made a bad read on the ball or or whatever the case may be, but um for whatever reason he didn't get there. So you know, I think I think you saw 
another Jets. The Jets, Jets team is good. This Jets defense is, is a good defense, you know, and the Patriots were able to move the ball and they weren't able to put the ball in the end zone, but they were able to move the ball. So I think that they can move the ball against pretty much anyone. It's just a question of whether they can score or not. When you get down to the red zone, what can you do in the red area? And that's really a question that, that they really have to answer still. Yeah, and honestly, if the defense plays like that, they can win a lot of games with field goals. Correct. You don't even need touchdowns every time. Heck, right. if this play if this game was played in a dome today, they probably win nine three. <laughs> Just you don't well, have to worry true, about that. Right? So Absolutely. you go to Minnesota, and if you can get one or two more drives of field goals, and if you can if you can get one more field goal, maybe one more field goal attempt, maybe make four of them and get one touchdown in there, I think that is totally doable for this offense. Yeah. And we can do some quick math. Hey, you're in the twenty point range. Yeah, I feel yeah. good about that. With this defense. Right. When Darpu Gold's asking about the holder, um. You know, it was a new punter, so Pilardi was the holder. Uh, I, I don't know how much of a, how much of a of an impact that is. I do think it's some of an impact, though. You can't say it was no impact. So yeah, I think there was some impact there. I just don't know how much. Yeah, I'm no uh, no kicking expert, so I'm not going to try to speculate too much. But mess yeah. like that's the whole Bailey Cardona folk thing. What are we on? Like here, three of the three of those guys yeah. working together in that. So interrupting that's always going to be an adjustment. If it was an issue today, I suspect they'll be on in a better situation come Thursday. You would night. Think. Yeah, you would think. So so we'll see. I and here's here's what I'll say. And here's a I want to kind of finish on this. We may not be sure about Mac Jones. I'm not sure about Mac Jones. I'm not sure if Mac Mac Jones is the guy. I don't know if he is or not. What I can tell you is that I we're in a better position than the Jets are. Because I can tell you right now. That Zach Wilson, as I said, the second he was drafted, he is not the guy. <laughs> and that's pretty obvious that he is not There's the guy. Yeah. You know? I still can't believe he went as high as he did. Yeah, it's, that, it's that never made sense to me. Made no sense. And and yeah. Trey, the Trey Lance one didn't make any sense either. I, I just thought Fields was the second best quarterback in that draft. Fields should have gone number two. Easily should have gone number two. And you could have made the argument that Mac should have gone number three because He's the type of quarterback that he wants that system. It makes no sense to put Trey Lance in that system. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It makes no sense. Why are you putting Trey Lance in that system? It's crazy. I had I had Lawrence at one, Fields at two, Lance at three, Mac at four, and Zach Wilson at five. Yeah, and I I really liked Trey Lance, so I got I kind of got the hype on him. But yeah, Zach Wilson felt like Mormon Johnny Manziel, like. Just well, I mean, it's the same type of play, and it has, has that yeah. guy ever translated? No, and he's not just that, but he played like crap against every single good team. Anytime yeah. BYU played a good team, he played like crap every single time. He had five seconds to throw in every play. If he gets pressure in his face, he is an absolute mess. If he gets pressure in his face, and it's the NFL, you're gonna have pressure in your face most days, most days, right? So it's like it just you kind of have to deal with that, and he hasn't figured out a way to deal with it. Now, listen, here's what I'll say. Josh Allen could not fall out of a boat and hit water his first two seasons. So it is a possibility that you can somehow coach him up. It's unlikely, but there is a possibility. After Josh, after Josh Allen, it's, you kind of have to say, well, I mean, it's, there's a chance at least. He's got a hell of an arm. He can he can sling it. And he just, and it's effortless for him. He just, it just whew, comes out real quick. But he has no idea where the hell it's going. He airmailed one over backs and barriers his head, where I was like, "What are you doing, dude?" Barriers yeah, is in the back of the by himself. Like, what are you, you know, yeah. the, the throw to the interception that that 
uh, McCordy drop. That guy was wide open across the middle. And he just chucked it over his head. It's just like, what are you doing? So yeah, and it's and also short term, Pats swept the Jets here, and these are two teams that are right now fighting for playoff spots. So Pats yep. have that tiebreaker. That's not Correct. changing at this point. And that that'll yeah. be. I mean, that could be the difference for a playoff spot coming down the stretch. Right. Which right. Yeah, that is huge. And I think the other thing, I think it's important that we don't know about Mac Jones yet. We we said we need to see what he can be coming out of the bye. We need to see what he can be going into Thanksgiving. Well, this is the best game he played all season. Coming out of the bye against a good defense. Yep. It was not a great game. It has issues. He's not perfect. He's not. We don't know that he is the guy right now. But you can't say he isn't based on what we've seen. We got right. how, seven more games left of the season. Let's see how it goes. Yep, it's very true. It's very true. And so, and so we'll see. There's a long, there's a lot of season left to go. A lot of season left to go. And but the Patriots again, after ten games played, are in a position to get into the playoffs. And and at this point, that's all you can ask for. And if the defense plays the way they did today, and last week, and the week before that, granted against offenses that aren't that great. But if they play this well, you just sit there and look at it and say, well, you know, what do you want? Like, you have a chance in any game that you play. And the offense needs to get better, absolutely. But you have a chance in any game you play. You want to hear something real crazy here, too. If the Chargers somehow upset the Chiefs tonight, Pats are going to be one game out of first place for the AFC. (laughs) It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Yeah, that. This is a position right now where if the Pats take care of, I'll say, I'll say the games we think they should win, which are really the Raiders and the Cardinals one, they pick yep. up a pair of divisional home wins with the Bills and Dolphins. Those four wins alone mean that they're going to have a shot at not winning the division, but winning the conference, depending on what happens right. with some of the How else everyone finishes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and that, true. that loss to the Ravens really hurts there. Um, and I yes. suspect the Chiefs probably end up running away with this just based on where things are. Yeah. But they're not like and it's the team needs to improve. Not, it, it needs right. to be better than the team we saw today for them to get to that point. But they're in a position to do it if they can improve. Right. And teams change. It's never the same team every week. No, it's it quite isn't true. for any team in the NFL. Right. It's quite true. But again, you know, if you play the way you played defensively and you play better than you played you know, on special teams, um, I think I think you got a shot. So, and Dark Blue Gold, I believe I don't know what Matt's plans are, but I believe we're around for Thanksgiving. Are you around uh, after the game on Thanksgiving? That is going to be fifty fifty. I'm uh, okay. going to be going to be visiting my family that lives up in the woods in Massachusetts. So uh, my yes. my dad just got there today and found out when he got there their router wasn't even working. So <laughs> so maybe not. <laughs> That this yeah, uh, I I love my family, but uh, we're also I think upgrading their TV service to HD. For this no baby because yeah they they just upgraded to a flat screen tv from the old crt in um gosh, what, oh my new year's Lord. like that's crazy. going 29 actually the last the last time i was there to watch a football game was the pats titans playoff game and that was the first game they watched on the new flat screen tv <laughs> yeah 2020 that's crazy so yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so maybe not so maybe not i like that i like that we'll we'll have you Type in beep 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 through Morse code. Love it. That's a good. That's a good call. So, um, but you know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'd like to do something uh, afterwards because it is nighttime. It's like it doesn't really matter. So, um, we'll see. Uh, one game that I will. Well, I I don't want to say I won't be around for Christmas Eve. I might. 
you never know. There's a possibility. Yeah. So that Christmas, yeah, that Christmas mm-hmm. one is very much up in the air. Uh, I, we can also, yeah. I think we're doing a show this uh, this Thursday or sorry Tuesday. We're gonna have Tuesday. Somebody from the Vikings Tuesday. Side of things coming on to talk. Yep. Yep. So that'll so be. Fun. If anybody has any questions they want to ask about the Viking side of things here too, send them our way, and we can we can ask them during the show. Oh, I like that. I like that. So. All right, I think that that just about does it. Uh, look, I mean, it was a terrible game. It was an awful game. It was a terrible game to watch. It sucked. It did. It sucked. But it ended with the Marcus Jones punt return for touchdown, which I mean, like, yeah. you guys know it. It could not. It could not have been better for me. It's my favorite game of the year so far because <laughs> the only because of that. It's like, well, come on. I mean, like Marcus Jones, my guy. You know, so him. To, I. Lost it. I absolutely, lo- I lost it. Like I was, we're jumping up and down celebrating. I'm like, I'm like, Marcus screaming. It was, it was incredible. It was so great. So, um, oh God, it was so much fun. I wish I had it on camera because it was just so insane. Yeah, and the pl- the whole place obviously went nuts because it was just one of those things where it's like, this is gonna go go to overtime and no one's gonna win because no one can move the ball. You know, so it. Um, I, was, I thought for a second great. that we were for sure going for Bill Belichick's first ever tie. Yeah, yeah, could have been. It certainly could yeah. have been. I, I, you know, I'm gonna mention one other thing here before we go, because yeah. again, we talked about we talked so much about that Packers game and the decision in overtime. You yeah. could see now why Bill might have trusted Marcus Jones more than the offense to score points. Right, right, and it, and you know, like someone said, I think it was Dark Blue Gold said it earlier. Like, it's been brewing. It has been brewing. We you've seen this from him. You've seen flashes of this. He hasn't taken one back to the house yet, but you've seen it. And it's there, and he's almost broken it, and then he finally breaks one. And even without the touchdown, he would have gotten a big enough return there to set up a field goal attempt yeah, to correct. go yeah. try to win that game. But and once he that, once he cut back in the middle, I'm like, oh, it's over. No one's catching him. So I'm gonna have that on replay all week long. Oh, so good. It was so good. And that's and that's one of those things for me that like from a Jets perspective, they had kicked the last four balls out of bounds. What the hell are you doing? Just kick it out of bounds. Why? Why are you giving them a chance? They haven't been able to move the ball. Why are you giving them an opportunity to return? It makes absolutely no sense. That would have been like the Patriots then kicking off deep. Why would you do that? The Patriots mm-hmm. squib kicked it because they were like, well, now we can get down there and stop this guy. It was stupid. It was incredibly stupid. And and so that's, you know, that's one of those things. And and I do say the block on the back penalty that they didn't call uh was a completely unnecessary block by by Mac Wilson. But it definitely wasn't from the black. It wasn't from the back. It was definitely from yeah. the side. On live time, that looked like it was a block in the back. And then you rewatch and realize, oh, he, he catches up to him and then catches him with the shoulder, which is kind of dumb, but also uh, it's yeah. not a penalty. Like It was just unnecessary. And, it was just like the guy's the not going to really, catch him. We were owed one by the rest anyway after the way they messed up that punt earlier in the game. Yeah. He yeah. did. That was... Bad. That was awful. That's one of the worst ones you'll ever see. The guy fell down and they called and they called it. And you like, you're kidding. I'm, I'm reasonably sure he got a finger on that somehow, the way that that ball ended up coming out. Yeah. I think he got a finger on it. And if you touch the ball at all on a punt block, Correct. you cannot get whistled for roughing or running well, into the kicker. And and that's the other part of it is that it was such a bad kick that you wonder, like, did he get a piece of it? And even if there's a question about whether he got a piece of it or not, you don't throw that flag. You just don't. You know, and it was the same thing with that with that defensive holding where it was like it wasn't holding, but Mim sell, sells it, so they got the call. And it's like, you know, it was NBA level stuff. It was just it was bad. So yeah. But anyways, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it. Um, 
And like uh, like Matt said, we'll be back on Tuesday. Hopefully um, the next show, like the football game, hopefully the next show does not have technical difficulties. <laughs> yes, I know, right? I know. Yeah, that was weird. I've never seen that one before. So They said but, it was a uh, power issue truck there did you have anything to do with that did you uh, were you going around pulling cords when you were i did game? not i was i pulled zero cords zero cords <laughs> pulled by this guy so it wasn't me i i will not take responsibility for that um but i heard like youtube tv was down all sorts of stuff so um no no we're not doing this so um but anyways <laughs> so anyways so that's what we got so Thank you guys. We appreciate it. And uh and we will see you on Tuesday night. And that will come out um that will come out probably Thursday morning. So uh I Not would think Wednesday Thursday morning. morning it'll be a, uh Wednesday or Thursday. I gotta I gotta talk to the other guys that are releasing podcasts. It'll either come out Wednesday or Thursday, depending on yeah. depending on what we have. So Sounds anyways, good. thanks guys. We appreciate it and uh and we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you this week.